The force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death, I fear. Something terrible has happened. Young Skywalker is in pain. Dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, elves, snowmen, Santa Claus. Ho, ho, oh, you'll shoot your eye out, kid, to another action-packed, fully stacked, totally jacked edition of the New Force Order for Life podcast. We are a Star Wars podcast. And if you have not realized that by now, you sorry SOB, you sir, and you madam are on the naughty list, and you will be getting a whole bag of coal. No, not Adam Cole, not Michael Cole. Hey, hey! <laughs> Big old yucky, disgusting black cold. That's what you're going to be getting because you do not have any hope. And for those who do not have hope, Doc, besides having dirty hands from holding those coals, what can they not do? They can't build any rebellions. Why, Doc? Because rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Today is the 22nd of December, 2021. We are three days away from Christmas. And to say that I am excited is an understatement because four days after that, it's the Book of Boba Fett, the real day of Christmas. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, is Doc and myself going to have a grand old time watching our, our one of our favorite characters doing the deal on Disney Plus. 
But I, first, I, 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 absolutely, I just want to let you know I, I can care less about Christmas this year. It's all about motherhood. But first, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hove. Nope. My name is GGP, aka Greek God Papadon, aka Greeky Four Belts. The pro wrestler with four different championships and four different promotions at the same time. The ring general, the alpha and omega of pro wrestling, the extreme technician, the greatest unsigned talent there is today. And I pray to the father, the mighty Lord up in heaven, that in 2022... George Lucas? The architect, the... The, the guy who built everything, yes, Mr. Georgie Lucas himself and and God, the main architect. And 2022 is my year, and I get a chance to showcase my talent on a national level. But that's not what we're here for tonight, folks. I am also a connoisseur, a uh, aficionado of a galaxy far, far away. And alongside with me, there's two other aficionados of the war's that takes place in the stars. First, let me introduce the Sith ghost that's lurking in the room all the way from the Sith Witness Protection Program on Exegol. Hit him with a, hey, yo, and introduce yourself, you big son of a bitch. Hey, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the talk lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the Butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy, your boy Spiro. And last, but not least, it is the medical droid with the kung fu grip who loves to steal your girl, but most importantly gets off on her because he just stole your thunder. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than you and be more technical than FX7, the god of steel and thunder. And the man who's got three kids because he never, ever retreats in my moment. (laughs) Of ejaculation. (laughs) (laughs) Of triumph. Talk to destroy yo, Alex Roy. (laughs) I knew you were going with that, bro. I popped huge. Oh, God. You know, you have a kung fu grip, but are you one with the force? Uh, not yet, thank God. Can you can can you use the force? Oh, only when I'm really drunk and I walk past uh, like the stop and shop doors and throw my hands. Nice. Let me ask you this, Duck. We know who Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader is, right? Of course. And you know how he can. For- He's the 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 youngling slayer. The youngling slayer, nice. As opposed to you being the Putang slayer, correct? <laughs> All day. Okay. So you know how he force chokes a motherfucker from halfway halfway across the room with just using his hand? Of course. And he said, uh, "Hard of daddy." <laughs> Do you think he could give hand jobs from across the room too? Oh my god! Uh... <laughs> hey, he had to fix his tie his tie advance some way after he got hit by Solo. You will be known as Darth Pepper Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I want to tell you something. Every time I say that pepper grinder gimmick, people fucking laugh so fucking Good. hard. Good. That's what it's meant to be. It's that in the great time. All right. Speaking about great times, folks, we like to start the show not only by making dick and fart jokes and, and sexual innuendos and sexual Nintendos. Most importantly, we like to start it off on the right foot. And we like to start off 
with a segment that we call Marky Mark and his funky tweets. It's full of good vibrations and sweet sensations. As an individual that you know, I know, Doc knows and Spiro knows, but Spiro tries to play the kayfabe role because he's a Sith Lord. Mark Hamill, AKA Luke Skywalker, the guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the face that runs the motherfucking place of Star Wars, the heart and soul of Star Wars himself, is on Twitter. And he's at at Hammond himself. Give him a follow. And when you do follow him and you tweet him, tell him the at NFO podcast sent you. And what we do is we like to touch a couple of his tweets, bring him, bring him to the forelight. <laughs> that sounds dirtier than, than I meant it. Bring it to the forefront, into the limelight, and share it with you guys because it's a Webster usually, Hall. <laughs> Webster Hall, Palladium, yeah, tunnel back in the day, of course. Anyhow, um, Sound Factory. Um, well, more importantly, we like to bring those tweets to your uh, to, uh, to to your acknowledgement and share it with you guys. Why? Because you, nine out of ten times he's putting a smile on someone's face through his tweets because he's just as a great individual, national treasure, and a man who captures the hearts of millions. Hey, millions, millions. He's with the millions of people in less than 140 characters. So. He had a tweet, Doc, where he says, Happy anniversary to the return of Luke on At The Mandalorian. I'd like to thank my double, Max Lloyd-Jones, who did a great job, despite being clearly too handsome for the part. Then Max Lloyd-Jones, who you could follow as At Max Lloyd-Jones, says, I am but a pale replica of your genius at Hamill himself. Very flattered and honored to have helped you bring the OG Jedi back to the screen. That's right, folks. It's a year later since wow. it's the return of Luke Skywalker. That means I've been hearing for a year how right you were. Why was I right? What did I say? Oh, forget it. I'm not even going to go there. Oh, please do. You're not going to do it to me. Sorry. No, come on. Sorry about your damn luck. Oh my God! Someone ordered James Storms on Wish, and we got Doc. Thanks. <laughs> better, better than Wayfair. <laughs> well, it depends. Not if you work for CNN. <laughs> Anyhow, I digress. Another podcast, another time. So, what am I babbling about? A year ago, episode sixteen, the tragedy, Mandalorian season two, episode eight. We had an appearance by none other than Luke, ha- Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. Max Lloyd-Jones combination, CGI enhanced, at the end of the episode. He comes and saves Grogu, the most triumphant, Grogu. tremendous, spectacular, amazing moment in TV history where, in the, in the words of Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's like I felt a million people cry out in happiness as opposed to sorrow. A million fucking nerds. Oh, ejaculating all, at the TV. They all, they all came at the same time. There was one giant gush, gush, gush all around the world. But it was an amazing time. And it's a year later. And I thought that was pretty cool that they acknowledged that Max Lloyd-Jones is a lot handsomer. Or much more handsome than he was. It's a nice way of trying to put the kid over. He did. He put him over. And speaking of over. No, no. Ah, there we go, folks. Uh, but you know what else is also the anniversary, Doc? Um, got me. Wait, 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 don't don't say anything to incriminate yourself. 
five year anniversary. It's a hint. Oh, Rogue One. That's right. Our That's former right. producer's favorite movie. Favorite movie. And it's also five years. Five years where the actress from Rogue One, what's her name? Um, uh, Jen Erso. Um, try to run away from me after I try to hug her. Yeah, she put the K-Botch <laughs> on you. She said, no hug for you, Doc. Uh, for somebody who's don't know what Bob's talking about, uh, I was lucky enough to win a uh, uh, two of twenty tickets to a interview with the uh, the, the the lead cast, uh, you know, Cassie and Andor and Jen Urso, uh, Diego Luna and um, Felicity Jones. That's Felicity Jones. There you go. That that's the her, her shoot name. Um, and uh, my wife went. My wife didn't my go. Wife. My, my wife. wife. My wife. This is my wife. This is my other wife. This is my mistress. This is my girlfriend. This is my sister. And this one I have to pay money for. But she worth it. Wow, wow, wee, wow. Now, please watch my report on Henley Regatta. If my wife didn't go, Papadon would have been the one to... Uh, the second wife. My second wife to uh, to step in the shoes over there. So he's still sore about that. Um, and during the uh, during the um, the taping afterwards, we got to take a photo with the cast. And, uh, you know, Diego Luna th- you know, throws his arm around my wife and I go to throw my arm around Felicity yeah. Jones. And that bitch does the fucking curve on me. She does the she spins out like Deion Sanders. It was great. The photos <laughs> are hilarious. Oh, tremendous. Good. Fucker. Fucker. Uh, that pretentious you know, British bitch. If I was there, she would put my arms around me. She'd be like, I want your gyro and extra yeah. white sauce, sir. <laughs> uh, Do you have some mashing bangers? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm in the mood for some spotted dick. <laughs> yeah, I never yeah. go and talk to Doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely got a spotted dick. It's all those HPV. <laughs> oh, baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. Five years, bro. Can you believe that? It's pretty crazy that it's been that long. Um, the greatest movie in the, from Disney in, in the Star Wars era is five years old. It's pretty nuts. Um, I remember seeing it vividly. Uh, I thought it was a, a fantastic movie. I, I, I still do. I think it's one of the best. And I can't believe that a half a decade has already passed. And it's uh, yeah, it's still holding up. Despite the fact that people are kind of shitting on it this this week because of um because of the anniversary, people are going back and talking about the whole um you know uh, drama where they got rid of uh, what's his face that was the original director um, Gareth Edwards. There, Gareth Edwards. There you go. And they had to come in because the movie was in, as they say, deep trouble because of the, some cutting and some uh, script writing, and they had to go back and film some stuff and redo this or redo that. Um, I'm kind of glad they did because they really gave us a masterpiece and they gave us a, uh, a really awesome uh, ode to Star Wars and a, and a really good nod to that little blip at the beginning of the uh, of uh, the, the first movie of um, New Hope 
where they uh, you know explained you know where the plans come from and what had happened. Uh, did you know that um, the uh, the thought process for that was done by some somebody on the set? I think there was some John something Knowles. That came there you go, John Knowles said something about uh, making that movie from there. But also George Lucas was the one who had this great idea to do this movie. So theoretically, it was still a Lucas production um, because he was he was involved. Hey, shut up, Apollo. He was involved, so he stole my thunder. <laughs> you fuck, <laughs> Apollo, shut up. Scotty over there. I'm currently calling the ASPCA. Um, so uh, yeah, so I I, I didn't I, and I I may have known that this was a George Lucas you know uh, brainchild, but it was good to hear that again because uh, it definitely felt like Star Wars when I saw that movie. Um, Recently, comicbook.com. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, I, I was finished saying what I was saying. Recently, comicbook.com did an interview with Gareth Edwards. And as they're interviewing him, he says that the idea of, of the film was tampering with hollowed ground. He felt like the whole OT uh, vibe and montage and opening scroll was hollowed ground. He goes, I sat down, opened just a page or even a few paragraphs of description, and that is when the idea, which I was very, very cool and very good, but it wasn't for me. I just felt like I'm not the guy to do that. He added, and then there was another idea as well, which obviously turned out to be John Knowles' concept for Star Wars film. I started reading it, and I was like, okay, where is this going? What is this? Hang on. Hang on. And then the last paragraph, it all tied with A New Hope. And I had this love-hate relationship instantly where it was like, they can't do this film. They shouldn't do this film. This is like hollowed ground. You can't. You're not allowed to. And then the other part of me was like, wait, wait a minute. Shut up, Abelo! Wait a minute. Am I being considered for this? I have to do this. There's no way I can walk away from this. But hang on. No one should do this. But I have to do it. That's when Edward said he wrote back to the then Lucasfilm executive, Kiri Hart, making sure the idea was one of Lucasfilm's wanted to do. As the director himself puts it, the studio was certain in the direction it wanted to go. I was really torn. I wrote back to Kiri and said, I think this would be an amazing idea for a Star Wars film, but are you seriously going to do this? Or is it just like spaghetti at the wall kind of stuff? He concluded. And then he said, and then she said, Kiri said to him, uh, no, 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 no. This is what we want to do, potentially next. Thank God. You know what I got from this article? That Garrett uh, Edwards. It starts being a good... It's a bit... <laughs> all right, what are you going to say? <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to shit on him, that's all. <laughs> How do you know I was going to shit on him? Eh, I know you will. Why, because you felt the same way? <laughs> no, but continue, I'm waiting. I was going to say... For as good as Garrett, Gareth Edwards is as a director, right? And as great as the film is. Even though Tony Gilroy had to come in and make the hot tag and save the day to clean it up. And Tony Gilroy is the guy who's show running and or now. The movie is obviously this guy's movie. He filmed like 70, 80% of it. Yeah, of course. So 
uh, as I'm reading this 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 article and and in doing the summary, I'm saying to myself, "What a freaking fucking pussy! What a what a, what a pansy this fucking guy is." No offense, Gareth Edwards, but if someone comes to me and says, "Hey, Papadon, we're gonna give you the main event of WrestleMania. You're gonna wrestle Brock Lesnar, or you're gonna wrestle uh, Roman Reigns or The Rock." Or Triple H or Stone Cold in his return match. I would be like, give me the fucking ball. I'm gonna dunk it or I'm gonna hit a home run with it. I know what I can do. The fact that this guy was on the fence about it, it I don't know, maybe it's his generation, maybe it's just where he grew up, maybe he's just a big out of wussy or attention seeker, or maybe he's just trying to play the humble card. I have no idea. But if you claim to be as big as a Star Wars fan. You know, as as he claimed he was, and you have the opportunity of a lifetime to add to the story, to the lore, and you are like, I can't do this, I shouldn't do this, then you, sir, need to go find another profession. Even Kevin Smith says it all the time. Uh, as much as I love comics, as much as I love Star Wars, I can't. I don't want to mess it up. I have some goddamn self confidence in yourself. What do well, you mess it up? But are you fishing problem. for people? I mean, are you fishing for people to say no? You can do this, man. Yeah, you can do yeah, this. You got this, bro. You know, a lot of these Hollywood guys are all fucking, uh, you know, ego and, and, and need their shit stroke. This is the problem. But um, I listen. I understand. I, you know, some people uh, they're gonna then crumble under that pressure. You know, it's uh, it's 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 not for everybody out there. You know, only some of us could be superstars. Um, and if this guy was really worried about, which I I get that you know he's gonna take. A property like Star Wars and fuck it up, um, and forever be known as the as the new Ryan Johnson over here because you know what happened to Ryan fucking Johnson, and you know clearly Ryan Johnson didn't give a shit, but um, I get it, you know they, they don't want to be known as the person who fucking who fucked up Star Wars, so it's rough, and especially when it's when it's in your DNA and it's in your blood and it's you know and you grew up with it and you ha- have it so revered that it's difficult to um. To kind of step step out of that and be like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens. But you know, you and I both see what these fans do today, and how they fucking react and how they act. And nobody's fucking happy, nobody's fucking satisfied. Um, no matter what you fucking do. So, could you imagine if um, by the way, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched No Way Home, uh, Spider Man, skip ahead a little bit because I'm gonna talk about something right now. Okay, five, four, three, two, Batman dies. <laughs> um. You know, with all the hype that was built around this fucking movie, if Toby and, and Andrew weren't in it, can you imagine the fucking beating that Marvel and Sony would have taken because of that? Forget it. They would have been fucking murdered. Murdered. And this is the headcanon that people do and make and want to see, and that which winds up spoiling the people who are actually doing the movie. Well, Spider-Man No Way Home is the greatest Marvel Cinematic Universe film of all time. And that's the way you freaking end a fucking trilogy. Not like Rise of Skywalker, which is just blah, as opposed to being uh, spectacular and amazing like Spider-Man was. So. Agreed, agreed. There's there's just some controversy about people not believing that it's the greatest Spider-Man, but the greatest Marvel movie ever. I, I think it is. Um, and people ask me today, uh, not to cut you off, but I had this discussion with some people online. And I tell them, look, it's just my opinion. I'm not saying your opinion is wrong. You're entitled to your opinion. But the reason why I felt like it was the greatest Marvel movie of all time is because it was booked properly. There's so much multi-layer storytelling and booking going on, whether you realize it or not. 
and it's almost like inception right and there's 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 so much closure and payoff going on at the same time but there's also closure and reopenings going on at the same time that can lead you to new and bigger and better things and on top of that Endgame and Infinity War, for as great as they are, and they are great movies, you needed an ensemble all-star team in order for it to be that movie. This movie, you didn't need 7,000 superheroes. You had three, and all three represented a certain portion of that hero. One was the senior statesman, one was the emotional, and the other one was the, the... the young up-and-comer who is green, uh, wet behind the ears, and full of piss, rage, and vinegar because of what happened. And at the end, it culminates with that uh, Spider-Man from the MCU becomes all three because he got the rub and he got smartened up and uh, was able to realize his wrongdoing because of the the other two Spider-Men helping him out through their own experiences. So... So good. So good. So good, man. So good. Anyway, it's not a Spider-Man podcast. I know you agree with me. Eh? What Should do you be think? at this point. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I, 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 uh, I watched. You want to do a Marvel podcast? I'll do a Marvel. Uh, podcast. <laughs> I would no, I, I got. I don't have enough time to, to talk to you. Um, <laughs> we can name it. <laughs> Fuck. Pop it on another podcast. Yeah. Thanks. I saw it again last night with my wife, and I thought it was, you know, it wasn't as good as the first time, obviously, because you, you're missing that those organic pops, but. Um, it was still a fantastic movie, and it was it was just so well done and so amazing that uh, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to beat in the future. Oh, you're right. And at the end, I like I love one of the multi layered things that I loved was all three movies are his origin story. People thought you weren't getting an origin story, but it ended up being all three movies of Spider-Man's origin story, and it's like because of the blow into the Nintendo game reset of the movie with the second spell. Now we're starting from scratch. Right? 100%. Yep. 100%. So it's, it's, it, it was brilliant. Brilliantly written. Unlike the, unlike the sequel trilogy. But anyway. Um, it, was, it was booked properly. Oh, absolutely. You know, you ever heard of uh, Matthew Vaughn? Uh, very, very, very briefly, yes. Is he uh, the Kingsman? guy who does the Kingsman? Yes. And he also did... Uh, X-Men First Class. Oh, yeah. Great movie. I liked it. He wants to do a Star Wars movie in the Skywalker Saga. Ooh. He would be a pretty good choice to actually do that. I think he would be uh, he would be uh, you know, on one of my short lists to actually get that done. And uh, another great director, Mel Brooks. Do you know who he is? I do know who Mel Brooks is. Mel Brooks is the guy who brought us the greatest Star Wars parody of all time. Spaceballs. But Pop, you know what Mel Brooks couldn't do in Spaceballs? Well, good segue. What? Despite the fact that it was a major part of his movie, merchandising. <laughs> that, talk about inside rib, right? Inside baseball. Now we know what it is, right? Yep, it's hilarious. Georgie, Georgie, uh, G- Georgie Billions t- told him that the only thing he couldn't do. When it came to space walls, was uh was make toys or make merchandise about it because he didn't want people to get confused between Star Wars, which I thought was really funny because it's like George, are we really getting confused between the two? Uh, you have to be a real idiot for the case. Um, 
you get you know grandma's gonna come down the aisle and be like oh darn helmet he looks great let me buy him for for my sonny um i just think george is one that you know do do the usual and keep all the money for himself can't blame him though right of course not he's a smart guy this is why he's uh living in skywalker ranch and i'm living in el rancho de fucking puebla brooklyn over here <laughs> oh man um deborah chow She's doing the Kenobi series, the highly anticipated Kenobi series. And you know what I thought was cool that like she did recently, Doc? She gave back to the fans. Do you know how she did it? Apparently, she uh, let some of the uh, some big Star Wars fans act as extras during the Obi-Wan show. Yeah, that's right. She let these diehards in as extras. Man, where the fuck was I? Where the uh, fuck were you? I don't know. That would have been cool, though, right? <laughs> we <laughs> we would have got thrown off the set in a heartbeat. What are they, you doing? Uh, they missed our calling, Pop. We could have been the uh, the Gamorrean guards who were wrestling in this in season two of Mando. Oh, definitely, brother. Definitely. Um, so the cool thing was she let these people on set, these extras who are diehard fans, and she did it because she wanted to give back to the fans and to the community. But also, some of these diehards, at which a lot of them are 501st members or, or Mandalorian mercs or cosplayers, they have impressive props that could be used on the show. And some of them brought their own droids that they built and rented them to Lucasfilm to use in the film, in the show. So you could say it's almost a cheaper way of bringing in uh, labor yeah, exactly. in, in production into the show at the same time giving back, which I think is genius. Of course it is. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, when, when Chris comes on and tells us that, he, that he's been, you know, acting as a double or an extra for the Mandalorian, if this and this, this is just, you know, Disney... <laughs> excuse me cutting down on the uh on the amount of uh props they have to use because could you imagine having to make another 50 60 stormtrooper outfits forget about it you know, they'll take that'll take them forever and it'll be expensive but meanwhile you got these guys who already nerd out of themselves to make the costume as accurate as possible and will not approve someone's costume if it's not accurate already kind of like you know acting as the gatekeepers for shit like this so you might as well take them and use them for all their worth because the costumes are there they're going to do it for free. I mean, we know this. And uh, everybody's it's going to be a win-win for everybody. Totally. Totally. Um, speaking about win-win. It's like, it's like you know, that movie The Wrestler, when they went to the uh, the back of the Elks Lodge and got some fucking jabronis to be the, uh, you know, the backstage hands for uh, Mickey Rourke when he was over there. It was cheap labor. The hot dog handshake. Here you go. Oh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh... Anderson, here you go, fucking. Here you go, Papa. Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot you were in that movie. My bad. I'm sorry. What movie were you in, there, Sunshine? Oh yeah, I, exactly. I have a few. If you like, if you want to scrub my hard drive, and we're done. <laughs> no thanks. That's Sharon's job, not mine. Uh, she can scrub it all night long for you. Um, like I was saying, speaking about win-win. Um, more news has been dropping over for the Ahsoka series. Now there's being talks that Ivana Sh- uh, Shanko, whatever her last name. Ivana, Ivana, hump your face. Sure, you want to hump my face. Everybody does. Ivana Sh- Shanko's allegedly, uh, this comes from the Illuminati, will be playing a character named Astrid. She's a mercenary who must choose a path to follow in the show. Um, and they're looking to cast somebody from for Barris Offee. Now, people are like, who the hell is Barriss Offee? She was the young Padawan in Clone Wars that went to the dark side um, and, tra- and framed Ahsoka f- for the uh, murder 
that she got blamed for it, which caused her to leave the Jedi Order. Um, some people are, are upset because they want uh, Nalini Krishan, who played her in episode two of the Star Wars Attack of the Clones, to reprise the role. But I think she might be a little bit too old yeah, for it. Yeah, she's probably 100 years old, that brought at this point. But um, other Star Wars, was... Star Wars, Star Wars fans love being loyal to the brand. You know, they want they want this person who played that. This person's like, yeah, fuck them, fuck them. Listen, right now, Star Wars fans are very fucking quiet. You know, and that's because all the Marvel fans are fucking in their face right now. Oh, you see Spider Man, you see Spider Man, blah blah blah. Spider Man, this Spider Man, that. Make seven hundred million dollars already made, or whatever the number is, um, until the 29th of. Uh, of December, where all the like all the bleacher creatures in Yankee Stadium, whenever a home run is hit, they're the loudest fucking people in the world. That's what's going to happen with these Star Wars fans. Um, but if the trend continues with the Filoniverse dropping good stuff, they're going to be popping huge because news came out that Anakin Skywalker will be in Ahsoka as a Force ghost. Oh shit, a Force ghost. How do we get confirmation about this, by the way? I don't know. It's on the internet. It must be true. Uh, it must be true. Exactly. Well, it makes That's sense, a... dude. Uh, yeah, it makes sense for sure. But I think like it's, you said, and it, as long as it doesn't make sense in the story, that's all. Well, you said it. If they didn't give us Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in this movie, people would have been pissed off. There would have been riots in the streets. It would have been anarchy, right? Of course. Well, if, if we don't get a Liam Neeson fucking Force Ghost in Kenobi... If we don't get an Anakin Skywalker Force Ghost in anything, in Ahsoka, or anything moving forward regarding it, regarding Luke Skywalker, or whatever the case may be, people are going to fucking be totally yeah. fucking devastated. It's, it's going to be riots in the streets, I agree. Well, what's going to happen in Ahsoka, and I'm calling it now, there will be a situation where she meets Luke, Luke tells her, Anakin turned back to the light at the end. She's going to be on her knees crying, and then Anakin's ghost is going to show up. And there'll be a scene with Luke Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, and Ahsoka. Ooh, I don't know if Guaranteed. I want to see Luke interact with, with, with fucking, uh, with his father. Ah, oh, man. You don't, don't, you don't want to see that? I don't know if I want to see that. You know, Why? I, 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 because I, I, I kind of liked, you know, where they left off their relationship when, when it was at the end of the Death Star. Because then, if he shows, if he shows up to him at, at that point, he's going to, it just leaves the door open for him to show up to him multiple different points during 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 his time, which I don't know. Uh, it sounds like it's going to cheapen that to me. That's just me, though. Hey. Oh, well, I, I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's what I'm calling. Speaking about something to wait and see, I, like, I don't know if you want to talk about some rumors and innuendo over here, Pop. But uh, I heard some uh, potential uh, spoiler leaks for Book of Boba. No. You don't want to hear them? Nope. I stayed right. away from that. I don't, All I, right. I don't want to. But you know, it did drop. Uh, you, you could say it's a spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler. But the character description for Thrawn dropped on the internet. It leaked onto the internet. And this description for the Thrawn is based on the Ahsoka series. And this is what the uh, description said. And there's two key words that stuck out in my mind Pepper Grinder. Ha! <laughs> Uh, here 
he goes. Grand Admiral Thrawn is described as a Grand Admiral in the Imperial Navy. Oh, that's and, shocker. And unequivocally the most clever and calculating of Emperor's followers. Thrawn is tall, strong, uh, with a solid build. He is a member of the Chiss alien species, meaning he's a blue-skinned humanoid with glowing red eyes. Thrawn dons, Thrawn dons a white uniform befitting his rank with the Empire. Grad- and here he comes. Grand Admiral Thrawn is described as a series, no, series lead. Oh, okay, interesting. So, so it's not going to be, it's not going to be a, a cameo shot. Yeah, or, no. Well, if she's after him, it's I can't imagine it's going to be. I think you know it's going to be a real deal, Holyfield for sure. Which uh, is what we're looking for, right? I mean, we want to see him. Uh, Full on, so and it's gonna be cheap if he, if he's if he's in, in there for two fucking seconds, like like they did Luke in uh, Force Awakens. <laughs> but it still is the greatest ending in the Star Wars. Oh, movie. I, I I agree, I agree. You want to hear something funny, Pop? I, I I cheated on you this week. I did a podcast for work. They uh, they needed me to do some like you know some doctor radio podcast talking about when to go to the ER, when to go to urgent care, when to go to the your doctor, blah blah blah. And uh, before I went on, you know, I was talking to the, the producer of the show and the woman who's interviewing me. And I said, listen, I want to do my via computer because I have the whole setup at home. Like I do a podcast and blah, blah, blah. And I have the headphones and the mic and, and everything. The woman's like, oh, is it is it is it a physician podcast? I was like, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. It's career suicide. Um, I said, it's about Star Wars. She goes, oh, I have a lot of friends who like Star Wars. Would you like to li- I'd like to, to listen? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good, lady. No problem. Don't worry. <laughs> Tremendous. Something tells me that uh, it's not going to be your their cup of tea. Really, they're they're, they're a bunch of what snowflake snowflake well, yeah. liberals that. When, when I opened the show last week with uh, my my Jedi scum versus Jedi come uh, joke, I think they some people wouldn't have appreciated that. I appreciate you, Doc. I know you did. This is why, because I'm doing the podcast for you, Papa Don. Only for me, yeah. Only, only now, for you. Can I ask you a question, please? Just take out the trash. Uh, actually, I have to take it out. She yelled at me already about it. <laughs> I took out the trash before the show. I said, oh, shit, I better take out the trash. Uh, this way, doctors doesn't fucking make fun of me. <laughs> All right. Um, do, you, do you still get TV Guide? Oh, who the hell gets TV Guide? I didn't even know the thing still existed. But supposedly TV Guide came out with articles on all the new Disney Plus shows for Lando. Um, the writer and producer, Justin Simeon, website states that the series will be Lando looking for his home planet. Very interesting because it will Col- delve into... Colt 45A? It's very interesting because it will delve into Lando's past, where he's been and where he's going. Rumor is series will tie into the book Shadow of the Sith, which takes place between episodes 6 and 7, which is around the Mando t- uh, timeline. So, a little tidbit about Lando... So, so, so they're going with old Lando or new Lando or both Landos, both. which would make the most sense to me to use both of them and kind of do flashbacks back and forth. Yeah, with, they should uh, bookend it with with childish Gambino and and the original. It could be like a devil's uh, devil's pyramid. Oh, it depends who's <laughs> getting in there. Hey, you know me, baby. Well, what do we have here? <laughs> um. 
All right, bro. Twelve twenty nine is the date. Boba Fett's coming up, and there's been a lot of TV spots, a lot of ads coming out in magazines and interviews. Um, recent interview was dropped. Robert Rodriguez. He says was, he's directing. That was a that was a long one, by the way. That's what she said. Yeah, uh, it was good though. Uh, That's what she said too. Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, Rodriguez directed three of the big episodes in Bo- Book of Boba Fett. And he voiced two characters, including the Ethereum crime boss called the Mayor. Um, funny fact: only a select few knew the Book of Boba Fett was happening at Lucasfilm. It was a secret. Um, they did this on purpose because they didn't want to have to answer to anyone. Uh, Robert Rodriguez says, and they can't believe he got a chance to do what they did with the series, which fucking tickles my taint when he said that. As in, uh, may not be a one hundred percent Disney sanctioned and approved. Yeah, like only the only couple executives knew, uh, Kathy being one of them, obviously, and then Dave and and John and him. So, very interesting. When they dropped that little after credit scene and 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 uh, the logo book of Boba Fett, everybody was in shock at the end of season two. Not only the fans, but people who thought they knew got a little rude awakening. Says you fucking marks, you don't know shit. Um, Why is him up to the business, baby? That's it. Uh, allegedly, or not allegedly, but what was told was that all the tail trailers and teasers are from the opening minutes of the episode, first episode, because which makes sense. Which because they said they can't show anything on the second half of the first episode because it would ruin surprises and that every episode allegedly has a big surprise very similar to the Luke Skywalker surprise. Wow, every episode. I don't think my heart can deal with that. At your old age and all that Viagra, I think I think uh, you're right. But Speak, Speaking of old age, Pop, speaking of old age, are we really going to sit here and really put over a fucking show? That has a, a man who is a 60-year-old lead and a woman who is a 58-year-old lead in this fucking in, in this book of Boba Fett? Absolutely. Absolutely we are. <laughs> Especially when yeah, that baby. female even when that female looks like she's 30. Dude, she and tomorrow Morrison looks, looks like she's like 40. Uh, it's crazy. R- Rodriguez is talking about working out with uh Tamora Morrison on set of Book of Boba Fett. And he's like, yo, that dude legit legit is Boba Fett, like top to bottom. No doubt about it, he is Boba, which I think is amazing. Um, but 58-year-old Ming-Na Wen, like, are you serious, bro? Are you serious? <laughs> tell you, banger and, banger and steal her AARP, you're right. I, I, I want to get to the movies for like, for like four bucks. <laughs> uh, and then you do the popcorn trick with her. Uh, all day yeah. long. So Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez stated Robert that Rodriguez. Roberto uh, stated colors would be a spoiler in the episodes, and it's evident in the show, whatever that means. And oh, even tomorrow, more yeah, even tomorrow Morrison says something about the show being very colorful in a past interview. So I don't know if it's blue for for Crips and red for Bloods, but you know. There's going to be a lot of meaning. Uh, the female Trandoshan that's sitting at the table during the table scene with Boba Fett. Do you think it's the same one from uh, Bad Batch, Sid? Um, I don't know. Uh, Wouldn't that be cool? 
Yeah, it would be cool. No one's picking up on that. But that was just my yeah. little thing. Two new characters are revealed for the Book of Boba. Jordan Burglar and Sophie Thatcher. Both are playing scoundrels. Jordan's playing a guy called Scad. And Sophie's playing a girl named Drash. They're supposedly part of some street crew. Maybe they join up with Boba Fett, become part of his army. Who knows? But uh, also rumored is Maz Kanata. She might be uh, in the book of Boba Fett. Motherfucker, I actually, if you wanted to know the potential rumors that I've been hearing, you're like, no, I don't want to hear about the potential spoilers and go from there. But now you're dropping Maz Kanata on me? Well, this is, this is what I heard. I heard that I'm going to give you be... one. Here we go. No, no, no. no. I don't want to know about scenes. I'm not gonna tell you scenes. scenes. I'm gonna tell you two names that I heard. And, and those storylines. Oh, I know who Mace Windu and fucking Han Solo. We call no. them. No. Nope. I right, don't, don't tell me anything else. Fuck off now. Kira oh, did you get and Cad Hold Bane. Hold on, talk about no, no, no. Uh, well, who? Kira and Cad Bane. Oh, we knew that already, though, dude. We knew that. I didn't know that. Excuse me. We talked about it on the show about Cad Bane. Yeah, pay attention. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> Listen, Mingna Win when she was uh Yes, please. She, when she can she admits that she had absolutely no idea she was appearing in the upcoming spin-off series of Book of Boba Fett until she actually showed up on set. What what did she think she was walking into? Starbucks? Uh... Lucasfilm don't fuck around, brother. They got that shit tighter than the Pentagon, but isn't that a... crazy? It's it's ridiculous that that, that, that she had no clue that she, that, that she that was going to happen. The power of kayfabe is over in freaking yeah. Disney. Uh, speaking of over, ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment here on the New Force Order called "Who Is More Over." Now, if you're a first time listener, welcome. Shame on you. Yeah, shame on you, but welcome. What is who, what does over mean? Because I know you're saying, well, this is not grammatically correct. Over is wrestling lingo, meaning that a person becomes over with the fans, they become popular. Now, you're a good guy, people will pay a lot of money to come see you beat the bad guy, you get popular, and vice versa. When you're a bad guy, people pay a lot of money to see you lose. Now, what we do in this show is we compare two aspects of Star Wars. It could be a person, place, thing, doesn't matter. And we see what's more over with you, the fans. But most importantly, what's over with us? So, what's on the marquee today there, Doc? Okay, we got on the marquee after after having a one week hiatus from Who's Moreover, because we were too lazy to put you together. Um, this, week, <laughs> this, week, this week, no, let's be honest. Let's be honest. We had a lot of things going on. You had a lot of things going on, so it's no yeah. big deal. It's all good. Whatever. You know what? Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Who gives a shit? Um, this week we look at two scoundrels who we've had against other people in the past before, but never against each other. In one corner, from Solo, a Star Wars story. We got good old Woody Harrelson, who still cannot jump because he's a white man, uh-huh. playing the original scoundrel, Tobias Beckett. I hope you're still paying attention because now I'm going to tell you the most important. Versus, stand out from the Clone Wars and Rebels and many other things. Our man, your man, sounds like he's Japanese, but he looks like he's a turd. Hondo Anaka. 
very good. Now. <laughs> My friend, my friend, you might not be Calrissian, but I know one thing you are. You are a Jedi. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me you were a Jedi? You know I am an old Jedi sympathizer. I know I wouldn't believe me either, but one of my best friends was a Jedi. I'm pretty sure we were friends. Well, I'm not really a Jedi yet. Well, then be a pirate Jedi. We will make an excellent team. But first, tell me what is your name? Your real name? <clears throat> Ezra Bridger. Thank you, Ezra Bridger. What do the polls say there, Doc? All right, let's go to the polls here. All right, we let's call see. it the Polar Express. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Let me get to all comments over here. Okay, all right. Looks like uh, sixty-six to thirty-three percent. Hondo Anaka goes over. Oh, uh, let's see. Chuchi Santiago, Hondo. Why? Because he's always survives. He's freaking awesome character. Making fun of sword welding maniacs. Laugh my ass off. He's like, like, look at them. Maul and Savage are pressed. They're running away from Kenobi. Pop every time. Okay. Anyway, um. Adam DeJanes says Hondo. Like Khan from Star Star Trek. I don't even know Star Trek is. Anyway, uh, moving on to our Instagram. Let's see. Okay, let's go to the page over here. Uh, uh, and motherfucker, I forgot to put it on Instagram. God damn it. I had it up there. I didn't make it into our story. Oh, well. So, apparently Hondo is more over. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can send us an email. Regarding this segment or any other thing on this show, whether it's another segment like uh, Tat Toyin or who's, uh, I don't know, be something we used to do, um, or anything else, whether it's uh, from a certain point of view, or you just want to tell us how good we are, how shitty we are, or you just want to talk to some st talk some Star Wars with us, all we want is some interaction. So. The email address is newforceorder at yahoo.com. So let's go to our first email. It is none other than Haas. Hans is back, and his email goes, guess who's back, bitches? Greetings, Pop and Doc. Is Spiro back yet? Hey, yo, if so. It rhymed. Tobias was such a good character in Solo. The way he worked Han and then left him in the crew, fantastic chess moves just to sell him out. However, you know I'm prequels over OT. So I got to go with Han, though, especially because his ship looked like a flying saucer and a dude got mad drunk. The monkey lizard is a nice callback. Sorry for the long delay, but Shady's back. I'll be bringing six months worth over the holiday Getting ready for Boba. Thanks, guys. P.S. Homeboy, eat a bag of dicks. Oh, interesting. <laughs> next one. <laughs> next one. So he picked Hondo. Okay. Next one. Justin Moxley. Who's more over? What up, homies? I keep missing the timeline for who's more over gimmick, so hopefully I got this in in time. Hondo's more over because he became one of my favorite villains in the Clone Wars and Rebels cartoons. You always knew he was... Gonna charm his way into fucking someone over whether he was in the episode. Um, 
Y'all keep up the good work. I love what y'all doing. Uh, that was from Justin Moxley. And last but not least, we'll save the best for last. Email from Holly Garland, the Dark Side Diva, aka the Sistress herself. Hondo has a ruthlessness to him that we see in Clone Wars. He even goes after Jedi Padawans to get his hands on Kyber crystals. I can't wait to see him evolve and become a better character in Rebels. He's a bit of a wishy-washy character right now as I finish Season 6. Tobias Beckett equals guilty by association, which means no votes for solo peeps from the Sith. GGP putting him on the marquee. It was a trap. Ha ha. Merry Sithmas. Pew, pew, pew from Holly. Nice. Very nice email, Holly. Um, shout, out, shout out to Holly who sent me uh, my Christmas gift this week, which was uh, this dope coaster set of uh, Boba Fett, which she knows I'm, I have a Boba Fettish. So thank you, dear. I sent you your gift. I worked on a custom for her that she was been um, up my ass, which I enjoyed for a long time about. <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> what, what was Slip that one right in there. It was a custom of uh, Commander Clutch, which is one of the um, the uh, the clones who has the orange schema to him. So I just uh, repainted one of the blue ones into the orange schema. It was pretty easy for a customizer like myself. Very nice. Thank you for your gift, Holly. She gave me a, a Yeti coffee mug with a. Mandalorian helmet on it and the Greek god Papadon inscribed on the back. Very nice. It's at work. Everyone at work thought it was awesome. They said it's over, even though they didn't know what over meant. But it's okay. Um, it was fucking very thoughtful and I appreciate you. And I'll see you in February when I go back to Virginia Championship Wrestling. Virginia. All right. Um, you want me to go first? Oh, actually, go let first. Spiro go first. Spiro. Who's more up for you? All right, Hondo versus Beckett, man. Uh, it's a tough pick because I actually like both characters. Um, you know, Woody Harrelson, man, he fucking, you know, he fucking killed it. That guy's never been bad in any role. A guy could play a fucking pine cone, uh, a shirt button, and some, and somehow find a way to steal the show, man. Um, you know... I hope they find a way. I hope Disney finds a way to bring him back in one of the series. And I hope they have, well, they do have the money to bring back Woody to play him. Um, you know, he's a character that we saw a little bit of and we would love to see more of. I don't think it's enough to put him over. So I'm obviously, I'm, I'm obviously going to go with Hondo. Hondo's a character that fucking, you know, everybody loves everybody imitates everybody tries to fucking impersonate his voice uh he's he's been featured um uh, one of the disney uh rides or something i think i don't know what whatever man but hondo's a dope character with a dope story and you know an, another character i hope that we get to see in one of these disney plus series um tough call man uh but I'm going to go with Hondo on this one. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody wants to see Hondo. Um, I'm sure everybody wants to see both both characters. But if they had to pick one, it would probably be Hondo. I'm going to go with Hondo, guys. That was great, Spiro. Thank you, brother, as usual. Um, I'm going to pick Hondo, man. 
as much as I am a diehard Tobias Beckett fan, because it's played by Woody Harrelson, I love Woody Harrelson as an actor. I love the character Tobias Beckett very much. So the guy who's down and out, you know, gritty fucking uh, scoundrel. I want to see a Tobias Beckett and his gang crew, whatever show on uh, Disney Plus. I'm going to go Hondo because there's something about Hondo. He is a swindler. He is a scoundrel, a thief, a mercenary. But he has some charisma, some swag to him. He's a charmer. He'll talk his way out of everything. And I love the way he talks with Ezra. And Ezra and him has a soft spot for him. And they, the chemistry between the two characters in Rebel is awesome. And his appearances in Clone Wars are awesome. And I can't wait for the day until we get to see a live Hondo Anaka. Oh, and for you, uh, I am Patriot Hans. That picture of Hondo Anaka, uh, Doc got it from Disney Plus, correct? Oh, no, Disney Plus from the Disney... Uh, from Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. He's like, a- live action Hondo? Where the hell yeah. did you get that picture? They have a live action Hondo walking around the Galaxy's Edge. So, Dave, up, stop drinking. For about a week, save up all that Scott all and go go check it out. Um, so my pick's Hondo, but it's a close one. I would say it's uh ninety-nine percent, you know, it's like oh it's like he wins by 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 an eyelash, you know. It's like today's Hondo, maybe tomorrow might be Tobias. I don't know, but Hondo has a special place in my heart. Uh not a bad pick. Uh like you said before, both of them are very similar when it comes to their scoundrelness. Um, seeing uh, Hondo from his, you know, his journey, he really didn't make a ton of uh, a ton of a, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A ton Can of, I make uh, another analogy? Sure, please. The Hondo versus Tobias thing is like Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. Both were great, but Shawn just had a little bit more showmanship and pizzazz and and flair. And, and, and Bret Hart was all business. You know what True. I'm saying? So yeah, that's what I, I compare this to. I get it. I get it. Um, so uh, Hano did, never never really changed as a character, which is good because I, th- I think he's a good character. And I think he's he, he is who he is for a reason. And you love him because he's like this filthy little fucker that but he's so charming. And this is like it's hard to hate him despite the fact that he does terrible fucking things, um, which you know, there's a few characters in Star Wars that are kind of like that, but none that do it to the level that he does it. You know, there's a little bit of Han Solo in there because he's a charming scoundrel, but he he goes he pushes the boundaries of that and goes beyond that. Um, speaking of a little Han Solo in him, um, you could see how Han, I wouldn't say modeled himself after Tobias Beckett, but how he took some of the influence of Tobias Beckett into his character um, for the uh, you know for his his lifetime and had how and how Tobias influenced him, not just by giving him his signature gun, but by showing him the ways of the scoundrelness and how to be a smuggler and how to act and never to trust anybody. No, you shoot first, obviously. Um, and I think, you know, I think Woody was a great choice to play him. Um, 
though I was kind of on the fence when it came to Woody as a Star Wars character when they initially announced it, but then I kind of like came to my senses because he really is, is is a fantastic actor. Except if you watch that drizzling shit's fucking Carnage movie, which was terrible. But anyway, um, Tobias was really multi layered. He was insanely good at what he did. You know, when you first meet him, he's you know the 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 Imperial captain who's running the ship over there, and everybody kind of falls for the fucking uh for for the gimmick when 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 it comes down to it. Um, really smart, really savvy, gets his shit done, but got one up by the, uh, by the younger, you know, by the young lion. Um, so for me this week, Tobias Beckett is more over. Very cool. Very cool. Um, you guys can send an email to new force order at yahoo.com regarding this segment. And we'll even talk about it next week. If you missed the timeline, um, but let's move on. Let's keep it moving. Comics have dropped, Doc. We're going to talk about these two comics. Uh, so Vader issue 18 came back, came out, and Sabe has returned. For you guys who are like, who's Sabe? She's uh, the Handmaiden, played by Kira Knightley. In He's the movies. A, I thought it was Kimo Sabe. Oh, uh, hey, babe, what's up? What do you need me to do? <laughs> Take out the trash? Take out the trash! Thank you. I get to take out the trash. Can you tell him to take out the trash, please? Thank you. I'll be in bed in a little while. Take out that trash, bitch. Get over there. Yeah, yeah. Somebody call the police. <laughs> take out the papers and the trash. <laughs> oh, you ain't getting no uh, spending cash. Oh God. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger. What was that movie? Was it Twins? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's going to hate fuck you later. Lucky bastard. Anyway. I wish. <laughs> uh, Sabi's back in Vader, uh, Vader issue 18. And she's part of Crimson Dawn now. Now Crimson Dawn is, high, is fighting with the Empire. And the Emperor told Vader, stop fucking around with your son. And go take care of business. <laughs> take hey, your off. Listen. <laughs> go take out... Take out Crimson Dawn. So that's that. Um, allegedly, he went back to the place where where what's her name gave birth to Luke and Leia, uh, Padme, and the holocron, sh- uh, the hologram, the hologram showing that her last word saying they're still good in him, and he sees it. But she obviously was sees it, and then realizes they insinuating she's realizing that he's Anakin now. Before she thought Vader killed Anakin and Padme. And now that she's done with, uh, with she's down with Bla- um, not Black Sun, uh, Crimson Dawn, uh, it's going to entail into something very interesting. So, who knows? What's your take? Um, again, this is just trying to drag people into this uh, into the story to kind of like pull at Vader's heartstrings. You get somebody who looks like Padme that you know to get the whole gimmick going. So, they want to have you know more characters from the, the 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 previous films to to get in there to uh to you know to get that rub which i think is fine i mean i think this is a uh, this is she's kind of a throwaway character that we thought was dead so you might as well give give her a little bit of a a little bit of life in there remember last week we talked about the knights of ren storm in the castle of vader never heard of them have fun oh, yeah. storm oh, yes. yeah. have, have fun storm in the castle oh, i got to put that one in hold on 
one storm in the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye. Um, do you think this is setting up some kind of plot hole? And what plot I'm getting hole, at, plot, plot hole for what? Considering that Kylo is now the leader of the Knights of Ren. Yep. He idolizes Vader. Mm-hmm. Right? It's shown in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. You think it would be awkward that he would also be leading a group that his grandfather defeated? Because you know if the Knights of Ren try to storm the castle of Vader's castle, Vader's fucking them up. Without a doubt. They're doing that Saturday morning WWE superstar fucking job. Two seconds, they're getting taken out. Yeah, well, we're going to find that out for sure, right? Well, yeah. I mean, do you think a fanboy of Vader should uh, want to associate himself with a team that got that he, that he he Vader despised? Well, maybe he's getting close to them just so he can kind of find out if they, if they know any secrets. I guess the plot thickens, right? That's what she said. Do you want to hear some great news? I would love to hear some great news. Star Wars announced that Han Solo and Chewbacca is getting their own series. Oh, my God. Live action? No. Oh, fuck. That's what I first saw. (laughs) I read the headline. I popped huge. And then I I opened it. I read it twice. I read it twice. And and they're talking about War of the Bounty Hunters. I'm like, wait a minute. Let me go back. Oh, comics. All right. Whatever. Actually, speaking of comics, I, I saw I, I read that part and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was I had my phone charging today because it was uploading some of my photos. I haven't uploaded photos on my computer for like two years. Um, and I'm like, oh, I got to take a shit. So let me go grab a comic book. So I grabbed Star Wars special, a.k.a. Life Day, which I read today, which I have right here. Ugh, on the cover, it's got Chewie, it's got Han Solo, and it's all stories about Life Day. And it was the drizzling shits, um, unfortunately. It was like four stories in there about different life days, about fucking the High Republic era, about fucking Han and Chewie, and this and that. It was... The Sarlacc pit, right? Yep, the Sarlacc pit. So one of them was that the the Wookiees were using this like sedated Sarlacc pit to take its, to, to get medication from the Sarlacc pit. Um, and then the... Um, Transdotions kind of seize them and fucking like imprison them and take it over and are using the acid to make like acid bombs or something. And Jabba wanted the acid bomb, so he sends Han and Chewie out over there. And then they realize that they got the captive Wookiees and they save them. And blah blah blah. Um, let me tell you, I could have done a much better fucking story uh, weaving a fucking uh, Life Day tale and would have probably wanted to watch the holiday special about Life Day as opposed to this crap because it sucked. Yeah. Well, hopefully, this uh. Han and Chewie's series does not suck. I mean, supposedly it's taken uh, place right before episode four. Um, it's, uh, it's set to explore unexplored chapter of the history depicting adventures of the pair. Uh, the pair got up to between Solo, Star Wars Story, and Star Wars New Hope. So between Solo and Star Wars Episode Four, they're going to talk about their adventures during that time. It's written by Mark. Guggenheim and penciled by penciled by Mark I'm sorry penciled by David Messina so never heard of him never heard of him um I know Guggenheim he's he's been doing comics for 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 a long 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 time so supposedly Guggenheim told him that uh said that um the monthly comic follows Han and Chewie a few years before the events of Star Wars and New Hope. The duo teams up with Greedo in better times, apparently in a heist for Jabba the Hutt. 
Oh, that'll we be get, interesting. We get to see some old players in the mix, which is pretty cool. Um, so that's yeah. it for comics, yeah. but yeah, again, I mean, fan service, right? Is it going to be more fan service? Who knows? Who knows? Who fucking knows? I mean, look, fan service is good if it's done right and organically, like it was for Spider Man, like it was for uh, Ghostbusters, like it was for Cobra Kai. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what else is good? Lists, Doc. You know why? Because you just made the list. You just made the list. This is the segment, folks, where we take a list off the internet and we analyze it. And it's a list about Star Wars. Not a laundry list, not a shopping list, but a Star Wars list. Um, we have two today, Doc. Do you want to pick which one you want to do? You want me to pick which one? Uh, you pick, Ed. Go for it. Ten scenes, the original Star Wars trilogy that are even better with time. So as the article opens, let's see which ones they pick. Scene number 10. We are all fine here. How are you? With Sa- <laughs> when, when they're in the detention level and Han and... Mm-hmm. What's going on in there? Yeah, We're fine. We're trip. fine. Everything's fine. How are you? How are you? Number nine, twin sunset. We see Luke look onto the twin sunset on Tatooine. Eight, the asteroid. Eight, the asteroid field where Han goes into the asteroid field to get rid, get away from the uh, Empire because the hyperdrive don't work. Uh, Assault on Echo Base on Hoth. Number seven. Six, Six, Attack of the Death Star, number two. Return of the Jedi. Five, Luke, Luke Trust in the Force. Four. There is no try for Yoda. Three, I know. Two, I, I know is, is one of the greatest scenes of, of all time in Star Wars. Two, Obi Wan sacrifice, and number one, Vader's turn. So, I had I was thinking about well, I mean, good list. What do you think, Doc? Yeah, I think it's fine. I think okay. it's a, a reasonable list. Uh, I was thinking about this today. <clears throat> Remember how how. Rogue One fixed the plot hole mm-hmm. for uh, Star Wars A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And people out there are like, what are you talking about? That's the exhaust port that leads right into the main reactor. Why would someone build something like that? Yep, yep. It, was an in- it was an inside job on purpose. Uh, like 9-11. Anyway. Um, the took 20 years to build the first Death Star. Second Death Star was up in less than five years. Oh, kind of half up. Half up. Well, half up, but still, five years. It's fully functional in five years. Yep. Um, so people are like, oh, that's a plot hole. Okay. How do we fix that? I actually thought how we can fix it. What if they started building the Death Star? The Death Star, the second one. The same time or a little bit after they started the original Death Star. Yeah, that makes because sense. Because what's... What's better than one Death Star, Doc? Uh, a blowjob on a Death Star. No, two Death Stars. Duh. There we go. So I think they should do a story like Rogue One <laughs> about why they're building two Death Stars in a galaxy far, far away. Maybe one will be by the outer rim. One would be by the inner rim. And they can fucking not cross mojo, Nate. They're mojos. And the outer rim and the inner rim. That sounds like we're building Death Stars by people's anuses. Anyway, uh, I, I think well, that's a great idea. Right by your anus. Perfect. All right, I'm going to go with my list, okay? 11 things you may not have known 
about the five-year-old Rogue One. Okay, let's see here. Number one, the idea for a standalone film came from the franchise's creator, George Lucas. Oh. So we talked about this a little while ago, right? Okay. Number two, the idea to base the first standalone on A New Hope opening scroll came from a visual effects supervisor. John I've Null. known Kathy for about 20 years at senior visual effects supervisor John Knoll, but it was still quite an experience to go to the office of the president of Lucasfilm and pitch a story idea. Um, Rogue One was inspired by films including The Dam Busters, not The Ghostbusters, and The Guns of Navarone. Okay, whatever that means. Uh, this is good. Period lenses were used during filming by Gareth Edwards and cinematographer Greg Frazier. So it made everybody look like they had their period, which I thought was one of the funnier things that happened in Rogue One. Uh, no wonder why Felicity Jones didn't want me to hug her. Uh, you should have had a Red Bull. You would have got your wings. Yeah, I've already got my wings, baby. Anyway, Riz Ahmed, <laughs> Riz Ahmed, the guy who played Bodhi, uh, was so excited about the chance to be in Star Wars film, he sent 500 takes of just one scene for his audition. Uh, I wouldn't have hired that guy at all. All right. All the scenes set in Yavin 4 were filmed on the original Yavin 4 set. Shocker. Wow, that's pretty cool. The interior of the Empire base on Scarif was filmed in Canary Wharf Tube Station. Uh, I don't know where that is. Uh, Gareth visualized the Maldives as the planet of Scarif. Because it was like, a, you know, the short trooper. Cassie and Andrew's jacket is inspired by a familiar face. And, if, you know, I thought about this when I saw it. I was like, that jacket looks awfully like Han Solo's jacket. And um, oh, no, no. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, yeah. Speaking of jackets, by the way, I got my Boba Fett jacket. It was pretty dope. And I'm keeping it. Did you know buttons aren't allowed in Star Wars? Apparently no one has any buttons on anything. Which is, uh, when you think about it, a true story. And uh, original Stormtrooper outfits use stickers for That's details. not true. Which, the Stormtrooper? No, the buttons. Who has a button? The holster. The solo. Okay. Remember when yeah. he, yeah. he clicks his mm-hmm. holster and Beckett's like, no, 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 don't. All right, go on. That's it. What was I didn't hear the last one. Uh, Stormtroopers, uh, the original Stormtroopers had stickers for their um, their graphics on their helmets. What graphics? You know, like the like the little black lines. Oh, they really couldn't see. Tremendous. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Sure. Um, I'll tell you one thing though that. Speaking of over. That film, Rogue One, does feel like it was made in 1977. I, I, I think they had a conscious effort when it came to doing that, that they really wanted to, to have a seamless transition that if you watch Rogue One and then watch Star Wars right after that, then boom, it would it would fit right into the right into the mix. So that was, you know, for sure planned, obviously. That yeah, smart booking. Smart booking, of course, that didn't happen by accident. All right, well, let's let's take it home. Let's blow this thing and go home, kid. Oh, I'm not blowing nobody. Unless anybody buys me fucking dinner, okay? I'm not that type of fucking guy. Yeah, you right. can find me at Dr. Dr. Underscore Destroyer. D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O at Instagram. Alex Arroyo MD on the Twitter and Alex Arroyo on Facebook. Spiro, hit them Hit them with the uh, the whereabouts. Where are you at? 
Yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have you know? There's other guys doing doing things there. Uh, you got wrestling shows. You got fucking doomsday prepper shows. Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spirit on, and that's it, guys. Okay, great, 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 great as always, Spiro. You can find me at Greek Papadon on Twitter. And on Instagram, Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek God Papadon is the YouTube channel. Please subscribe, like, hit the notification bell, comment. Just threw up some matches. Just threw up some promos. Um, go check them out. Pro Wrestling T slash Greek God Papadon is my professional wrestling t-shirt shop. Where you can go get the finest t-shirts in all of pro wrestling, GGP shirts. Go get some for Christmas. I know it's a little late. You'll probably get them after Christmas, but hey, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Especially for the kids that are acting bad and they want a shitty gift. Wow, you fucking hater. <laughs> I made anyway. one of those shirts, okay, I get it. You made a lot of those shirts. They're actually great. <laughs> um, but more importantly, you can find all of us together collectively at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter, New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook. Newforceorder at yahoo.com is the email address. Ladies and gentlemen, in the words of a big fat man, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Chinooka, even though it passed. And Happy New Year's to everybody. Let everyone out there be safe. Merry, happy. Hopefully 2022 will be a much better year than 2021 for everyone. Um, we'll get past this whole pandemic that's going on. And uh, we can move forward uh, together cohesively on the right foot. But thank you for joining us tonight. Hopefully we entertained you. Hopefully we enlightened you. Most importantly, hopefully we did what we always aim to do. And that is get Star Wars more over with you. And not, N-O-T, not get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars like so many other jabronis do. This has been another exciting edition of the New Force Order for life. And that's just too sweet. Henceforth, you shall be known as the new force order. Oh, fuck you, can't even sing. Yeah, just sing something to get some pussy. Oh, baby, I like it, boy. Yeah, baby, I like it, boy. So I could take her away Off on the natural charge Bone for yards Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad Wu-Tang killer Hubby's on the swamp Rain on your college ass Disco dumb For you to even touch my skill You gotta go through one killer B And he ain't gonna kill now Chop that down Pass her all around Lyrics get hard Quick she back to the ground For an EMC And any 52 states I get psycho Killer Norman Bates My producer Slam my floor was like Bam Jump on stage